cover this in an episode. We need nature and nature needs yeah. us. I just saw it as an opportunity for people to literally thump their chests at each other and say, I'm, I know better than you do. Yeah. And be prepared for it, but I recommend you go out when it's raining because that's, yeah. especially during the summer, there's something about the refreshing feeling of being out in the rain. We need nature and nature needs us. What do you think about that one? I'm Stuart the Wild Man Mabbit. I'm one of the co-hosts of the People's Countryside Environmental Debate podcast. And uh, we don't necessarily debate. We have these uh, meandering conversations. Who's the co-host? Uh, William Ankelo, thanks very much for being with us. Yeah, we are the go-to, go-to relatable people. Yeah. You know, We often start these questions from exactly the same position that you're sat there eating a bowl of cornflakes, figuring out whether you even want to go out, go out today. Yeah. You never know. We're a friend in your ear during these challenging times. And uh, these are the conversations that need having. We try and break them down into bite-sized chunks. Mm-hmm. And through actions that we come up with, we try and address a lot of what we talk about. To be Recently, we haven't been coming up with many actions, but I'm sure you can extract something from what we talk about. We're not scientists, William. We're no. just meandering them in Rio and roaming conversationalists. Yeah, this is the best way, I think, sometimes... Th- th- things come out you know some yeah. experience comes out from myself or Stuart or just some idea comes out just from the conversation that we talk yeah. about talk through and uh, the subjects we talk about interplay their nature social justice philosophy human condition climate and sustainability I nailed that one William absolutely got, I had it written down no you, you shouldn't have said that because then then it makes you look less professional yeah I know okay so, so question. question from Yorkshire Red Car in Yorkshire Yorkshire we need nature and nature needs us. It's more of a statement, I would say. Yeah. But it's asking us to explore this. Could you cover this in an episode? We need nature and nature needs yeah. us. Well, I made some notes on this one. I don't normally make notes, but this one I, 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 I thought, well, some, some ideas. Um, I think we all feel better out in nature. Well, not all, but most of us do. And I think that's a primeval, instinctual, habitual thing deep in our DNA. Yeah. Just being out in the countryside can just make you feel better, I think. Just having greenery, actually. I don't think it's even just being out in the countryside, it's actually yeah. being able to see greenery. I can't say exactly where I've read this, but just the access to green space, even just being able to see green space out of your window makes you reduces your stress levels. Yeah, I think lockdown helped um, many, you know, reconnect in some way. And there was an upsurge in awareness of mental health in, 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 in the COVID lockdowns. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing that we definitely say on this podcast is as well, let's get to the real the real, the real core of this as well, is the fact that it says we need nature and nature needs us. It, it, it's putting up a boundary between us and nature when actually, in essence, we are all nature anyway. We are another animal living on this planet and we are part of nature. As much as driving down a road in a car or flying long distance in a plane doesn't seem natural, yeah. um, it is all we are, and na- we are a natural species. We yeah. are part of nature. But I think uh, the, the lockdown sort of showed where nature is around us in activities that we don't necessarily realise we're in nature. Like, we were allowed to take the dog for a walk during the strictest lockdowns and suddenly yeah. realise, I take my dog for a walk in nature. But yes. it's so easy to think, I'm just playing football in a park. I'm just taking a dog for a walk. Actually, you're surrounded by nature. And I think whatever nature is, it gives us ways um, to interact with it on a 
in when we go when we were going about our daily exercise during those lockdowns. Mm. It was all there. We suddenly realised, you know, we weren't just doing. We were just dog walking. No, I think. Uh, well, we definitely myself and Min, my wife, actually did a lot more walking around our local area because that's all we could do. You know, we but we did realise just just how much there is on our doorstep, mm. and I think because of that, it also meant that we found places that we didn't know were there or we were aware of, but we actually got to know them better. Yeah. Um, for us, it was Florence Park is a good example of mm. that, uh, which is a great little space in, in Oxford. One of the best, one of my favourite parts, by the way, in Oxford to to listen to different species of birds because there's yeah. so many in that in that area. Just a number of habitats around there. Yeah. But um, you don't need to be an expert, William, to enjoy the no. environment. No, not at all. You know, it, you don't. You don't need to. You don't really need, to, and you don't need to identify absolutely everything. Um, you might want to document it. You know, um, whether it's a plant, whether it's an animal species, you might want to document it somehow and then find out later. But at that moment in time, it doesn't matter if you know that's the difference between a a dunnock and a, and a and a sparrow. Yeah. Just enjoy. Just enjoy the moment of uh, you you and that animal sharing yeah. the space at the same time. And it does. It does feel amazing when you're sort of sharing a space with 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 a creature with another yeah. animal. The, the 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 thing I see a lot is if you're an expert, I, I spend time with experts, nature experts, wildlife experts, whatever you want to call them, hmm. and I, I, and and they lose the the wow moments because yeah. they're, they're, they're they're so focused on the it's on, the endorphin right, looking for the endorphin rush of something yeah. new, aren't they? Yeah, but there are also some people who aren't experts that don't allow themselves the well moments, mm. even though they're more able to achieve them in some ways, because they say, "I'm not an expert, so you know what am I saying well to?" You know, I think being an expert, you, you know, you have to do that with balance. Otherwise, you lose the well. And if you're not an expert, just allow yourself to go well. Yeah, and sometimes I, I would say as well. Don't overlook them. I, mean, I think being part of nature, we, we need nature and nature needs us. Yeah, let's just say that's true. And also the fact that, you know, that we are nature anyway. But mm. the, being in those moments of like, you see an animal that's really close to you. And I, I, I admire a robin as much as any other animal because it's still a living, breathing animal right there in front of you. And you're having that moment with them. You're having that sort of time and that you're sharing a space with them at that time. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, or, or fortunately, it depends on what side of the fence you're sitting on, Nature is mixed up with climate, and climate yeah. these days, people have this vision of protesters, and I think nature has become part of uh, some sort of strange, symptomatic culture war of modern times, Yeah, and um, it, it, it's very left and right. If you're into nature, yeah. you're a tree hugger, you're a lefty. Yeah, there was... It's been dragged into that. It's becoming a little bit too political in some respects. We need to move away from it, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I Is that possible? So. Um, no, not really, because we just say we're so we can be so we we we're so focused on putting things into categories and boxes and that type of thing. Yeah. Um, nature is sort of like um, no. You say that it's interesting. You said about you know climate has become part of nature. Well, it, climate is nature. Yeah. Climate is nature. Mm. Crying out loud, you know, wind, rain. It's, yeah. You know, it's a natural event, a natural occurrence. A hurricane is a natural occurrence, you know. Yeah. it's it, Of course it is part of nature because yeah. nature is the world, you know. Nature in, this, in, in some respects, well, let's go even further and say nature is the, the universe, for crying yeah. out loud. Moon isn't a, a natural occurrence, yeah. you know. Where does it end? 
Yeah, I mean, we're looking at we're looking at the discoveries that the, the the various rovers on Mars are finding is that Mars at one point had water on the, on the surface. It's incredible. These are incredible natural. This is nature still. You yeah. know, you might not think it is, but it is. It's still nature. Yeah, it's fascinating. And we're in living at a time where we we just we're discovering so much and able to see so much around us, and that's that's something we 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 can all I think protect and and and, and enjoy. I mean, how nature and the environment polarises people is you had COP26 back in November. It's a political know. thing again, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it politicised it. And, but COP26 yeah. was just a stepping stone of caring about nature. It doesn't have to be politicised. I've, I've got a bit it, of... Like a... Kyoto and Paris, they were stepping stones. They may not be the final solution, but they're, they are stepping stones. And, and it's not, oh, if you're into, into environmental stuff, it doesn't mean you're a lefty or it's just you're into nature. I've got a bit of a controversial opinion about COP26 specifically. Go on. And that is, I just saw it as an opportunity for people to literally thump their chests at each other and say, yeah. I'm, I know better than you do. Yeah. And, and basically, it's about how we, we all react to nature. In a, in a way, and, and yeah. you thumping your chest, you, you're just reacting to. Well, we're we're very reactionary creatures. We love to we love to caricature characterize things. You know, we love to humanize things, especially. And I was having a conversation uh, with Mrs. Wildman recently, and she was saying about how you know you'd come home, have uh, you been away, and you've got a cat, for example, and the cat would almost ignore you like oh i don't i don't want to talk to you um but yeah and i said well that but that's you humanizing that animal you have to remember that cat is it is isn't actually its own creature and it has its own idiosyncrasies it's not a huge stop humanizing things we humanize things so readily but i think it's also natural for us to do that as well because you're anthropomorphic exactly yeah but then the then you could argue you could say the cat is doing exactly the same opposite like going that's a very big cat why are they behaving that way yeah it's just how we are as animals. I mean, the the, the thing I would say is uh, I observe that people who make big environmental impacts, whether they're protesting or they're scientists and coming up with new technology, so readily judged. And, um, and we need to look at how people attack people who are making big impacts in in. But who do you think is making the biggest impact, positive well, impact, positive impact on nature right now? Well, it'll always have to be David Attenborough, wouldn't it? You know. Do you think? Do you think that is how big? Do you think his contribution is really? I think it's almost unmeasurable. It's do almost. You, do, 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 do you? But do you like think? Time. The thing. The thing again. I. I entirely. I, I would never. Never. Uh, and that's where why he's so positive is because people would never. Yeah, he's such a positive character. Mm. I, I love how he talks about nature. I think it's. I think he's an incredible person in that respect. But his impact. Relatable. It, yeah, yeah, in some ways. Yeah. But I think that. Um, I think sometimes he might miss the uh, people who are not switched on, right? Yeah. About it, uh, who are not interested. Um, he definitely got me interested in nature. I think he got, he's got a lot of people interested in nature. But there's also the thing because it's because his medium is television. Television is a very transient thing. Yeah. So you know this impact of the Blue Planet, for example, or all the various different series that that, that that he's been involved with, at the time would have had some impact. But long term impact, I think. I think even he might say to him, think to himself that maybe his impact hasn't been as yeah. great as he would like it to be. Because, hey, we're all individuals and we're we're humans, aren't we? I think yeah. that he... Uh, yeah. I'd love to meet the guy, by the way. 
You have to be, be quick. Inter- be interesting. Go- interesting me- person to meet. Maybe yeah. we could. I think we can even have him on this podcast at some point. Oh, maybe. Anyway, Nikolai from Redcar, who set this question in Yorkshire, Northern England. Who know? Who thought we'd be talking about that? But something else <laughs> I'd like to talk about that, that your question, Nikolai, got in my head, and I had to write this down. Talking about protesters, and we often say environmental protesters—they're damaging the cause by blocking roads and stopping people getting to hospital. But I was thinking. Back in the early 20th century, the suffragettes were doing things like jumping in front of horses and, and, and mm-hmm. getting themselves caught, killed. And yep. they, they were said they were damaging the cause. At the time, that's what they were said. But looking back, that made a big impact, that woman being killed in, in, by in the Grand National when she protested as a suffragette got knocked over by the horse. So these protesters now that we're looking at, we might look at them, interpret their impact and behaviour very different in, in just 10, 15 years' time. Maybe. Maybe. So you're talking about the, 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 the passage of time. Yeah. Yep. So the passage of time and how... So Does the it, passage of time mean we look at things more balanced or we look at things even more skewed? I would say the passage of time is... It, everything boils down to a specific thing. It, it becomes more... Okay, good example is if you, if you look at if you look at any great war, any great war. Well, sorry, um, any any. I, I thought of the First World War, which is called the Great War. That's why I called yeah. it. That. If you look at any worldwide conflict, it all bo- often boils down to you know this side against this side, and this side was bad, and this side was good. But that's not how it worked, is it? In yeah. the re- in reality, so yeah. yeah, it can skew it definitely. Can skew it, and it all depends on who's writing the history. Yeah. You know what the motives are. Yeah, what the motives. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but who wrote the history? The winners write the history. Yeah. So wherever the winners are, we'll be writing the history in fifteen, twenty, thirty, fifty, hundred years time. Um, we might even look back at this time and think to ourselves, what were we so yeah. concerned about, and worried about? Because that could be a possibility as well. If we look back on now, in say we're ten years in the future, would you say we'd be thinking? You know, at this point in time, we're becoming numb to the ecological disaster we face. Looking back on ourselves now, uh, maybe I don't think it's even numbness. I think maybe we haven't even woken up to it. Right. Um, but then look about. Yeah, but it's very difficult to say that because what am I going to be thinking in ten years' time? Yeah. You know, what? Let's think about what 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 we think what we think in ten years ago. Yeah. And compare it to now. Yeah. I think we're. I think for myself personally, I'm more aware, and my and I try to try to live a life that's more environmentally less impactful. But does that make a big difference? Who knows? Do, do you think by getting out into nature makes us realise if we actually care about it or not? Not necessarily, because it's just... Um, oh, there's, there was a great line by Sean Locke once. Uh, the late Sean Locke, unfortunately. Oh, the comedian? Yeah. Where he said there's two types of people in this world uh, when, it comes to the, when it comes to the environment. There are those who care deeply about it and there, there are those people who are like... The the earth is such just something I stand on. Yeah. If I it's just it's just something I stand on. If you've got something else to let me to stand on, I'll stand on it. <laughs> it's yeah. just that's, they don't think yeah. of it as anything else, right? Yeah. I mean, but so what happens when people realise that they do care about the environment? Do you think you've witnessed or you think happens? I often I've often thought that um, from my own experience that care for nature. And understand even just even just being interested in in the world around you, the wildlife wild world around you, 
comes from a very, very early stage of life. Um, I think if you've grown up, actually I was talking to Min about this very recently, if you've grown up, uh, we're talking about car usage specifically, so if you grow up in a family that has a car and everything they do is in a car, that means that when you grow up, you're very likely to do the same. It's a bit like if you grow up in a family of smokers, you're more likely to be a smoker because that's your that's your reality, right? Yeah. Whereas my reality has been uh, quite often been walks in nature, and I didn't even think it as nature. We've talked about this before. I didn't even I don't even see it as nature often. I just see yeah. it as some place you go to because that's where the interesting things happen. Yeah. The wildlife is. My my dad and my stepmom used to go take us on holidays and walks up on the North York Moors. You can't get any more sort of like more remote in some respects in England, can you? No. So I think it in comes. Some from, ways, no. It comes from a it comes from a young age. But I, I think what in happens. I think what happens when people realise they care, they start to take action uh, individually and as a community. And I don't. I think yeah. it's the realisation they care. Not uh, that, that mm. actually does that. And once people start taking action as uh, individual and community, that's a step towards the government. You know, yeah. that, that, that's, you know, step into no man's land, stepping towards your perceived enemy. It's a step towards the government. But do you think it's also do you think it's also a feeling of power? But that can also lead to a feeling of powerlessness. Can do. And I think yeah, that... I think that's a process that allow, you have to allow to happen and get yourself through the powerlessness, not try and avoid it. Yeah, but it can be very crippling. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like loneliness can be very crippling and it also perpetuates itself. Yeah. So actually that powerlessness can actually perpetuate itself. And also if you go if you go and approach the government, local or national or everything, and nothing happens, yeah. that becomes that can make him feel more powerless. Now I'm going to mention Extinction Rebellion in this because now I'm... What are Extinction Rebellion for our listeners? They're an activist where... group. Yeah, environmental activist Environmental group. activist group. But I do sometimes think that in that group that, you know, they, they're aware of the situation. They want to make a change. But actually, their rhetoric can sometimes be like, oh, this, the world is terrible. It's, it's so hard. But then it kind of that, that itself can lead to inaction because it leads to, can feel to, lead to powerlessness. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's yeah. my own perception. I yeah. will say that's my own perception. But what, what about leaders seem to be taking more notice and talking about climate in the climate crisis more is that because they're genuinely uh, aware of this is that because they're they're being impacted in the pocket or is that because the power being exerted by the the, the population who have now realized they care and are putting pressure on well, well what's there is a change in in our leaders rhetoric yeah so if you live in a well let's say from a really from a basic point of view if you live in a country which has a, which is a democratic country, let's not get into the argument of what democratic means because yeah. what well, I'm talking about a country where you can elect your elect your representatives. Yeah. Those representatives, if they're savvy enough, will be listening and watching what people are saying. Yep. So therefore, when they come to actually be elected um, or campaign, they're going to campaign on the issues that people are talking about. So of course they will change. And Let's remember that these leaders are not coming from Mars for crying out loud. No. These leaders are coming from this, the, the, from us. They're coming from our communities, yeah. right? Yep. So they're not separate. Yeah. So they're going to be seeing that now. 
I think what what makes leaders unpopular sometimes is when they go against the consensus. I think that was one of the let's say not let's not say they went against the consensus of Brexit because that's opening a huge basket, yeah. right? But actually, you know, they were saying that they, they felt some people felt they were going they were going against what they they they, they said they would be doing. If you see what I mean, yeah. Um, and that that leads leads to unpopularity. But I'll, I think, answer, I'll answer my own question: uh, Is it the p- leaders who are changing or, or us? I'd say it's both. You know, because yeah. change changing in how we're change is happening and we're, how we're approaching it and facing it is changing. Yeah, well, the world the world has changed anyway, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, even the, the advent of social media yeah. uh, being an un, an un sort of a place where people can just talk their own, speak their own truths, yeah. which is yeah. a, both empowering and also very extraordinarily dangerous at the same yeah. time. So I think, uh, uh, Nikolai, your question. How do we even get from the question, we yeah. need nature and nature needs us, and we're talking about yeah. the, uh, that. Uh, that was, uh, I think, again, another very philosophical question. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Nikolai from Yorkshire never asked us a question before, but I would probably say spending time in nature makes us happier, healthier, more connected. Yeah, and maybe more content. Yeah, there, there, there definitely is. There are definitely are benefits just to spending time out in yeah. nature. I, I would recommend you and be prepared for it, but I recommend you go out when it's raining because that's yeah. especially during the summer. There's something about. The refreshing feeling of being out in the rain. Uh, and it's when you're in the rain, don't think you're getting wet. Feel the rain. Yeah, feel know? the rain. And also remember, just think about every single drop of water that's hit you, how far that's actually come from. Yeah, and the process it's gone through. Yeah, it's amazing, really. And the process we're going through is we get questions sent to us by listeners of this podcast. Yes. And uh, if you want to send a question in, uh, leaving a voice voice message for us, how could they do that, William? Well... Go to anchor.fm, anchor like the thing you got on a ship, .fm like the radio, uh, forward slash the people's countryside. There is a place on there you can do, you can record your voice to go on this podcast. Now it could be, you might want to leave us some feedback about you've really enjoyed an episode. You might want to put send us in a question. You might even just want to abuse us and say, you're a load of rubbish, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, don't take five years to raise it though, get to the point now. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's referring to a couple of questions ago. Isn't yeah, it? I know. <laughs> yeah, old always, always referring back to what we've done in, pro- in the past. Yeah. Uh, for you, it's about a couple of episodes ago. For us, it's about half an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, people want to email us. Have you given the email address? Um, I haven't. No. Right. The People's Countryside at gmail dot com. Send us a message. <laughs>